Welcome to Kirsty Alley on the Verge. On today's episode, changing the world in her jammies, Kirsty talks about the struggles of COVID, the recent election results, and ideas on how she can make an impact. Please welcome your host, Kirsty Alley. Hello, everybody. This is Kirsty. Here we are again. Thanking you for tuning in. There's many, many of you tuning in, and that makes me excited. I feel a little pressured, but it does make me excited. I really appreciate it. And as I've said and will continue to say, I know you have a lot of other choices, but you chose to listen to us, so thank you very much. Okay, Corey, today, I just... I mean, we're going to get around to the election, der. The elephant in the room. But first, we're going to get around to talking about the second elephant in the room, which is sort of me. Because, okay, I just have to say, the only good thing about COVID that I don't know if I'm going to be able to quickly slide out of is pajamas, wearing pajamas all day, every day. How about you? Do you work? Yeah, I, think, I, I think I, uh, I have to get dressed up every day. I just wear uh, regular stuff, but uh, that is a problem. I think that a lot of people have been forced to wear their pajamas all day, and they like wearing pajamas all day. Yeah, because it's comfortable. And the other thing is that I found myself, let's see, with the day before yesterday, I started Zooming with nice tops on, makeup, hair, looking kind of good. And then my bottoms were just the pajamas. But two days ago, I was in a restaurant and I looked down and I not only had on pajama bottoms, but I had the rattiest, the raggiest (laughs) pajama bottoms you could have. They should have been thrown away 12 years ago, but they're like my cozy infant blanket. So I looked down And they have like dogs and buildings on them and they're way too short and high water. And then I had on the world's dumbest shoes and and I was, oh, and then Kelly was calling me and saying, you know, let's meet up for lunch. And I was like, I can only be on a patio because I have to be able to enter on the patio, sit down really quickly and exit. (laughs) Oh Lord. So I was thinking about that and then... I don't know about everybody else, but I can't stop eating. I mean, I literally can't stop eating. I think I've had that problem, too. I gained a bunch of weight uh, like March and April uh, just because everybody was just sitting around doing nothing. But you look sort of good. What did you do? Start working out? uh, Yeah, I I did. I had to force myself. I woke up one day and I said, I'm a fat ass and I want to not be a fat ass. Well, that's good. I haven't woken up from that. (laughs) I cannot. I'm not even playing here. I can't stop eating. It can't be my body's actually hungry and it can't be anything other than, and I think I've gained 40 pounds. So you know how people always talk about me being fat on Twitter and (laughs) they do. I haven't seen those tweets. (laughs) Well, every once in a while when a person disagrees with me, you know, just like one out of a million, if they disagree with me, they'll bring up that. But I mean, they have a point. They haven't seen me. There's no photos of me, but they're implying that I'm fat. And I got to say, they're right. They're, they're, they're right. They're right. But I can't blame it just on COVID. I, I, I have to say it's worse. But the deal with me is I'm really good. Let's say I gain weight, right? And I'm really good. It's sort of easy for me to lose it. I lose the weight. 
I'm thin for three and a half to four years. And then some kind of demonic food-eaten monster comes over me and I start eating way too much and I know I'm eating way too much and I'm sort of resistant because I ate too much all my life, but it, I still stayed thin. I don't know why. You know, I guess we have muscle memory or something. And I was a swimmer and an athlete and hereditary. You know, my dad is 97 and his body looks like better than mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I, I think that you, I think I noticed when I turned like 25 to 30 is when I really, my whole body stopped working and I just went out. Okay, twenty five to thirty. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was, oh my god. Like I'm so old. sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? I am forty four. Forty four. Yep. That sounds like an infant <laughs> to me. I feel like I am a, a grandpa. That's it's weird to think that I'm forty four. No, and you know I understand how you feel like you're a grandpa because when I turned what was that age? Twenty five. I felt like my life was over and I'm a grandma. I, I got a divorce and all of a sudden it just kicked in like, oh, God, oh my God, I'm so old. No one will love me. I'm ugly. I'm an idiot. I'm I'm a grandma at that. So I understand your 35-year-old grandpa. Yeah, I think that uh, when I, I, I remember when my mom and dad were 40, 45, 40, 50, and I just always thought that they were old and now I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is strange. It does feel weird, doesn't it? Because when you're little, right. too, and true, that's my son, you know, true, especially likes to grind on what my real age is. Do you know, if God forbid I say, oh, I'm 67, I, I mean, he's going to like race over and go, oh, mom, you're not 67, <laughs> I'm 69. I, blah, blah, blah. But he's always sort of been that way about the age. And you know, in Hollywood, People really do try to get away with being way younger. I had a good ride for a while because accidentally I was at the DMV and I was born in 1951, but I wrote that in 1951, but the guy at the DMV thought it said 1957. I wasn't going to go, dude, wait, I'm not that young. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so for a while I had a ride, you know, that I could be a little younger, but that only lasted about two or three years because, you know, you have these researchers, the spy investigators who love to bust celebrities on something, anything. It doesn't really matter, but... And now it's changed a lot. You know, it used to be like, oh, how, are you, how old are you really? Uh, I mean, the last person that was my boyfriend claims to be 10 years younger than he is, but he still gets away with it. But I don't think anyone really knows who he is. But <laughs> And then on the internet, you're just screwed. I, I, so he, he said he was... He's 60 or whatever, and he said he was 50, and he still tries to say that he's well, that? He still says that. He's just like... But he can get away with it. The only time you can get away with it is if someone gives a shit, really. The spies go after the people who who have some fame, you know. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to the fat part of life because I'm tired of it again. You, it, it's a very strange situation that you go through your whole life until I was 53. And yeah, I mean, I might gain 10 pounds. And then you always had, at that time, you you 
it didn't matter if people said fat talk to you. <laughs> An example is if I was on Cheers or I was on some other show and I gained 10 pounds, the powers above would phone you and say, okay, I think you've gained some weight. And you'd go, yeah, I did. I gained 10 pounds. I go, well, we need you to lose that weight. They'd really like call you up and say that? Oh, yeah. Or call you in. Really? So like there's just this producer that sits there and says, hey, you're too fat. No, it's not a producer. It's like one of the head honchos of the entire studio or network. Wow. So they would... I remember the cruelest time was when I... It actually was when I was doing Cheers and I got pregnant and I had a miscarriage after three months and that's the first time after that that, you know, I was... Durr, obviously really sad. And I, wa- I, I thought, wow, I am going to um, have to lose this weight now and not have a baby. And, and millions of women go through this, and I understand it. But, oh, God, did I ever tell you how I found out I, let's see, I miscarried... And then I found out, on top of that, then this is how I found out that I really couldn't have children anymore. Okay. So then again, about a year later, I was on the set of Cheers. And you know, when you're on a set, there's false walls. There's maybe one wall that you're standing against and the cameras are opposite you, so they're shooting against that wall. But there's never four walls. The most they might set up is two, maybe three if they need a little piece of a wall, you know. So I was outside standing by the, in the bar, and a doctor called me, and he said, okay, we did all the testing and everything, and we don't think you're going to be able to have kids. And so I was, <laughs> I know it's not funny, I was dying. I was devastated. So I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to burst into tears. I'm just going to go crazy. So I, I don't know what to do. So I ran in my office, Cheers office, that had two walls. I run in and I'm standing by the desk and they're sobbing, thinking I'm in a private location. And the whole cast (laughs) is standing 15 feet away from me and the producers and the writers and everything. And I'm like, "Ah." and I turn around and it was like the most surreal moment of my adult life. And I turned around and I looked at everyone looking at me and I realized you have no privacy on that. <laughs> it was it was a horrible time. But that was the only time that I, I needed to obviously lose some weight. So I think the powers that be gave me like three weeks. And then they called me and said, you know, you really need to lose some weight. Gosh. You can't do that anymore, by the way. They, they frown upon that? That's hard to believe. I pretty much think you could, you would probably be able to sue I would think someone so. if they told you. I mean, you probably have noticed that there's a lot of fat actresses now, and there weren't then. I doubt if those, and some of those are real fat, like Jumbo. And if they, I just guarantee you there's no producer or a head of a studio calling them in, in and going, you know. In fact, they might be brave and say, you know, this whole character is about you being chub, so you need to stay this way. <laughs> don't lose any weight. Now, don't be getting all cocky and you're famous now and you got a lot of money. Don't be going to, over there and losing a lot of weight. I, mine was kind of the opposite, but I, I did have a free ride. I think it was genetics. I'm going to say that because both my mom and my dad had really 
My dad still does. Like I said, he's 97. His birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dad, yo. And he, his, literally his body is as good as most 60-year-olds. That's crazy. Yeah, but he doesn't eat like nonstop. I don't know where this came from other than it's how I was trained in my life you know when you're you're an athlete and i was <laughs> i mean that might that that might be a stretch athlete stretch <laughs> okay you're a golfer golf. that's <laughs> athletic we were from the time we were 10 we were swimmers competitive swimmers and then i was you know gymnastics girl or acrobat girl or baseball girl i was very sporty when you're sporty like that i think that you also along with that you get to have this metabolism that's like a hummingbird. So you can eat and eat. I remember my brother, when we'd come home for a uh, swim practice, and he would eat a loaf of bread, seven or eight eggs. Jeez. Like crazy amounts of food. So as I got older, it was fine. I wasn't eating crazy amounts of food like that, but my weight loss was, ooh, God, now I have to lose 10 pounds. I think the most, ooh, I have to lose 14 pounds. Oh, boo-hoo. Then when I turned 53, it, all went crazy and then and now it's just been like I'll lose it it's not that hard to lose I just have to have some discipline uh, thin for three or four years and then boo back at it yeah what up you know and I <laughs> I don't quite get it. it and people go well that's called yo-yoing fuck you I know what it's fucking called I, I don't know. Do you think it's some like an event in your life where you wake up one day and say, I don't want to do this anymore, or I, I don't want to eat like this anymore, or I can't, or... No, it usually starts with... Do you just kind of phase into eating the way that you eat? Let me think about that. Or I, do you... And can you just stop cold turkey and... No, I can't... I can't... I, it's... It's sort of like if you were an alcoholic and you decided after four years you were just going to have some beers. So let's say, you know, for 30 days you just have a beer. And then in the next month you go, yeah, I mean, who's an alcoholic that only drinks two (laughs) beers a day? No one. So I'm going to just have the two beers a day. And then it escalates up to, I mean, I have friends and different people I know well, and they drink 12 beers or 16 beers a day, and they still don't think they're alcoholics. So with me, I think it's that slide into, you know, so what? I've gained one pound. Who cares? I'm skinny. Everything fits. That'll I look be, good. That'll be easy to lose. Yeah. Or who cares if I lose it? I look, I look good. You know? And so then it slides and slides, and then pretty soon it's 10, and you go, well, I wear the same pants. Duh. <laughs> I think it becomes like this avalanche of justifications. And it has nothing to do with how you've lost your... You know, I lost my weight most of the times with Jenny Craig. Great program. I'm not their spokesperson anymore. Great program. Worked like magic. Boom. I'm skinny. Good. I'm skinny for four years. At the end of four years, it's not anything, any food thing or any other thing. It's something inside me. So during COVID, in the beginning, I said, wow, I'm going to really watch this because this could be a recipe for disaster. And then it just turned into a bunch of recipes. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. So now... Corgi, I now I find I've got to lose this weight again, and I and I will. But my big long term goal I mean, I guess if you get old enough, you just die before your long term goal is achieved. My long term goal is that I lose the weight and then I stay that way for the rest of my life. 
now, and I'm hoping the rest of my life isn't like four years. I was going to say, you got a shorter period to go now, so odds are in your favor, right? I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, please don't let it be the four year stint. <laughs> anyway, so we've been thinking about, I've been thinking about that. We've been talking about that. Oh, speaking of my dad, my dad has COVID. Interesting. So I was, when I found out, I'm hoping that it's a false positive, but he's in a, he's in a sort of an assisted living care facility. They take very good care of people in there. You know, I had people, you know, some of the really nice people on Twitter that would say things like, well, you take him home, you idiot. So I'd like to answer that. Uh, he's 97 and he needs some medical care. So we'll leave it at that. But he's has no dementia. He has no severe medi- uh, medical situations, except now he has COVID. So I uh, FaceTime him, you know, because we can't go in there. So I FaceTime him. <laughs> he makes me laugh because I say, um, well, I heard, heard you had to move your room. That's all I said because they had to move him into a COVID unit, basically. Oh, okay. I heard you had to move your room. He goes, yep. I go, well, how's that going? He goes, well, it's pretty good. I got to get used to being here instead of my other room. But he doesn't mention that he has COVID. He's he's that guy, you know. He's that guy that doesn't ever complain, doesn't ever feel sorry for himself, is never a victim. And I, I really admire him. And so far, where's some wood? Boom, boom, boom. I think this is the fifth day and zero uh, symptoms. I was just going to ask, does he have any, is he tired or did he lose, you know, everybody's talks about losing their sense of taste and smell or a cough or anything like that. Does he have anything like that? That's Girl, he's an alley. He's eating and eating and eating. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost no appetite. That's crazy. He's lost no sense of smell or taste or... You know, and they test them, and then they, I guess, they test them, and then they send out a test that's more sensitive and more accurate, because I think we've all learned now that a lot of these tests are false positive. I don't think many are false negatives, but I think a lot are false positives. So maybe that's what it was, but we'll find out. But that test takes four or five days to get back. Insane. So meanwhile, you just what? Infect everybody? No. And not in his place, because you get moved into more isolated place. But I was just like, I feel so bad for all the people who didn't get to be with the people that they love and their family members when they got sick. And I just got to say, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. No. This is a prime example. My dad, actually, he's funny because all he likes to do is sit and watch sports all day long. So he used to go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the dining room where there were other humans. Uh-huh. And my friends go, oh my God, it's so great. That's probably why he loves it there because, you know, he can have a lot of social life and friends. Not true at all. Uh, he loves it there because he goes down, he eats really good food, he goes back to his room and watches sports all day. <laughs> the same thing he did <laughs> in his own house. <laughs> Except now there's some nursing care that comes in and out three or four times a day and helps him out. Okay, so his COVID is not a different scenario for him for his lifestyle, but what I realized was why... So you you have all these workers, and I'm not going to bash any workers that are in these nursing homes, but the reality is none of them are quarantined. They go 
to their job, and this is a swanky, beautiful place my dad is in, and they go to their jobs, and then they go home to their families, and then they go out, they go to grocery stores, they go to restaurants. There's no, there, there's no restraints on them. There's no restrictions that you, you can't do those things in your own life. I'm sure that they go to a party now and then or something like that. But they're around kids who go to school. They're around there. And then they go back in the nursing home. So how is that any different than you or I or anybody else masking up, gloving up, and going in and seeing their family members? It isn't. But clearly, my dad got COVID from someone that works there because he hasn't been out of his room. He stopped even going down to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> he, because he's like, cool, now he's, there's not a lot of sports, so now he goes, well, you know, I just like watching the Weather Channel all day. And I go, wow. well, how's that going? He goes, <laughs> well, not too good. I got to tell you, the weather <laughs> isn't so good all over. <laughs> a lot of hurricanes have been happening. The people in this place are wearing masks, gloves, and some of them are wearing, like, shields, smocks. Um, you know, those are the caretakers that would be the, the nurses' aides, the nurses, the doctors. Then there's people who make the food. There's people who are housekeepers. There's maintenance people. From what I have seen, because I FaceTime them all the time, so I see people walking by in the background and things, everyone has on gloves, everyone has masks. But as we all know with gloves... We bring it up with surgeons, right? A surgeon puts their gloves on. They're sterile. Then they put their gloves on. Then they do the operation that takes an hour or two. Then they throw the gloves away. It's like the guys at the fast food places. They've got their gloves on from... <laughs> from the time they clock in to the time they leave. Yeah, and they still touch everything and everyone right. and every... And then the gloves become their hands, so right. who cares? So <laughs> this is tricky, isn't it? I don't know what the answer is, but I do think there are different strains of this virus that have a different effect on people. And then some people, they don't have any symptoms, which um, every human obviously is different, but it's just, it's strange how it affects different people. It is strange. Like, you know, there is some kind of strain that the, the, the caretaker that at my house here, mm -hmm. uh, young guy, you know him, he uh, started getting sick and he... I immediately uh, made him move out of the house. He's in an apartment in my house, but made him move out to the carriage house. Right. Because I, th I mean, he said, I have eggs. I have, I think of a fever. I said, well, what was your temperature? He's like, um, I don't know. Well, one time when I took it, it was about 99. I thought, okay, well, all right. that's. But he, I'd taken a Tylenol. So I said, okay, so you go out there and... And he said, oh, I got a test. I said, okay, that's good. I'm going to go get tested too, just in case. And I hadn't even really been around him. But here's a young guy in his 20s. So some kind of strain that came along his pathway made him sick, but not his girlfriend that he's been making out and have, having sex with, or his family who he's been around, around chronically. So does it make sense to you that you can be making out and having sex with someone who's got COVID, but the other person doesn't get it? That's what I don't get. Those are the ones that are really hard for me to... Yeah, I didn't... I So did he got a couple tests and both of them, or did he just get one and... He got one test and it said he had COVID. So he's been in quarantine for now. I think he gets out of quarantine in the next three or four days. Uh, my test was negative. But, but, it, but then you and I know someone that we know well who lost their father two days ago to COVID... And the mother is doing better and better, okay, yeah. right? Yeah, and the brother was in the hospital, and he's out of the hospital. So 
Um, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's strange of how it affects people. I, it I, don't, is. I don't get it. You know, I guess I'm a proponent of. I'm not one of these people that says don't wear any masks, don't take any precautions. I'm not that person. I am the person that, for myself, I, I think we all have to think of ourselves, uh, our own responsibility. I don't go around people very much anyway, but if I do, if I go in a store, I have on a mask. They usually have on masks. Whether the masks work, I don't know, so I just try to stay clear. Yeah. I try also to not go out in public a lot because, you know, if someone recognizes you, they run up, they want to hug you. Even if they have a mask on, they like to rip it off and they like to take selfies with you. I've tried to go sort of the polite route, which is, oh yeah, maybe that's not, okay, maybe if, maybe if you could just take a picture of me and I'll be over here and you'll be over there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So maybe if you just stay over there and I'll be over here and they run over and like, oh my God, do you care if I pull my mask off? And their face is right next to my face. So my responsibility it's just don't go out a lot where there's a lot of people and go to restaurants that are outside. Take those kind of precautions. But I don't want anybody to have to shut anything down either. I'm that girl. Like, don't shut your businesses down. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, 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 you shouldn't be able to allow to shut the restaurants or whatever down or the gyms or whatever. If those people who want to go to those places want to go, let them go. And you obviously take precautions. And at most everybody seems to be doing that. It's probably spreading as rapidly as other flus, and maybe it's more contagious. I really don't know. But, you know, like H1N1, we've had different flus that were rampant, and so I I don't know. I know this, and well, this is just my opinion, but if anyone tries to shut this down again, it's not going to shut down. I hope not. (laughs) Well, it's not. (laughs) You know, we're the wild, wild west. (laughs) I think we went along with it once, to see if it would... And, you know, I was in Wichita when that happened, and everybody was really good. They they said, shut it down. Everybody shut it down. And people did not go out of their houses. Many were terrified. Many were just, you know, who... No one's really informed about it at the beginning. So, but I saw everyone stay in or mask up. And it didn't go away here. It, the numbers were low. But it didn't go away here. The numbers are higher now, but everybody and their brother gets tested. So I guess I have to say, well, if you have all those tests, obviously it's going to show more positives, even if you don't have symptoms. And then if there are a lot of false positives, which there have to be, because I've talked to many doctors and said, which kind of test should I get? And those doctors are specialists and they have said to me, well don't get this one, this one or this one because they give they throw out about 50 to 40 to 50% false positive. Really? So, so what are they telling you to get? The nose, the blood, the antibodies, what do they tell you well, to get? Well, it depends on which state you're in. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Florida for 3 of the months, um you know, I was with my friend Kelly Preston and I had to get tested quite often because because she was dying and because we didn't... You don't know if someone's going to die for sure, but you don't want to be the person that goes in and kills him. So <laughs> I was getting tested quite often. And in Florida, I was go- the doctors there said, you get this blood test, and it is rapid. You find out in 10 or 15 minutes if you have... If you're showing infection mm-hmm. to COVID and you're building antibodies because you have the infection in present time. And then the other 
thing that it shows you if in the last two months you had COVID. Oh. Okay, so it's supposedly 97% success. And so I did that, and then I had other friends who lived in Miami, and they came in, and they went to the same doctor. And this actually made me feel better. They didn't get sick, but they tested the same tests, and they had COVID. Hmm. So they had to isolate, and they tested them twice, and they had to isolate. And then I was tested when I was there two or three, four times, and always tested negative. But, I mean, you know, what a big responsibility is if you're going to go visit someone. And I take it way more seriously. If I'm going to go visit my 97-year-old dad, I'm going to make sure, like I did this week, that I tested for COVID again. Even though I can't go see him, I stand outside his window like a lunatic, waving and woo, you know, and... Mm It's strange. It is strange. I'm really lucky that I have this dad, this person who, he doesn't dramatize being a victim or he's, he doesn't say, oh my God, he's not like lamenting, oh my God, if I could only hug you, if I could only hug you, if I could only reach out, you know, he doesn't do any of that. He just sits there. He's cool. I do my thing at the window. You know, I kiss the glass, insane, whatever. You do whatever you can do. Yeah. To let someone know that you're there for them. And then FaceTime. Thank God for FaceTime. That is the lifesaver, I think, in this situation. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's going to have a huge effect on everything. You know, I, I, or any, is anybody really going to go back to a huge office? Office building? Or Not when they can live in pajamas. Or, <laughs> I can Not. sit and Zoom in pajamas. <laughs> or why not? If people want to have offices, just change the dress code. You can wear jammies or whatever you want to wear in here. (laughs) Jammies. That's good. Oh, Lord. And what else has happened this week? I don't know. Did we have something? (laughs) What was that deal we had? We had some weirdo, sort of like a circus-like event that happened. What do we call that? That's the, the 2020 election. Oh, is what it's that called, thing. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. How's that going? Rumor has it we're not going to know for quite some time. They're not, uh, unless you're Fox News, you haven't called Arizona. So there's there's a lot of uncertainty out there, which is which is strange to me. And, right. But didn't it sort of, Fox pissed me off too. I was like, the only two people I'm now jiggy with at Fox are Tucker Carlson and Hannity. Yeah. Everybody else, I'm like, what? Are you doing? But I stopped. You know, I watched that night. I watched that day and that night. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Of course, because I was voting for Trump. So I voted for Trump. So of course, I was excited. By the time I went to bed, I was, wow, he's leading, 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 leading. Oh, now, oh, suddenly it was, oh, we're all going to go. We're not going to keep counting, which I've never seen in my life. And like my son said, I'm 69. (laughs) I'm going to pretend like I'm 59. But anyway, I haven't seen anything like that in my life. We're going to stop counting, take a little break here. Like there's not enough humans on the planet to keep counting. But anyway, so then I still go like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you quitting counting? Oh, and then it was another one of the swing states. They're going to quit. Okay, if you don't want to seem shade ball... Don't act shade ball. That's don't, don't be the shade ballers that quit counting, and then in the morning, they suddenly have hundreds of thousands of votes, and they're all for Biden. If you don't want to seem like you're doing anything bad, don't 
put up paper or dis- <laughs> on the windows so people can't see in. I mean, that's a little. I mean, I don't know. Who knows what's going on with it? I, I, I'm not going to say that there's a whole bunch of fraud. There's a lot of uh, evidence to, uh, that there could be, but you know, it's it's going to be up to Trump and his whole team to prove it. And it sounds like they're fighting for it. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I haven't wasn't there. I don't know if there's fraud. I've seen enough videos, and I don't know if they're real or they're not, that, that would show fraud. But it is coincidental that those states were announced before. These are the swing states. That was pre-election, right? Mm-hmm. These are the swing states. I, I think I'm right here. These are the ones that it's going to really come down to. So why are those the ones that, that it's come coming. down to right. that they all they went home or they stopped counting or they can't keep counting or it's this big confusion? And I don't understand this either. Why isn't every ballot watermarked? And the other thing is, if they can have cameras all over in Vegas that can see every move and pick up every sound, why can't there why can't there be cameras? You can have observers, which is great from both sides. But why don't you just have cameras on the ceiling that are shining down on whatever the person is doing? If people think that there's cameras there, they're more likely to not do something wrong. Right, especially if they're right over your head. Like, if I'm sitting at a poker table, I'm, I'm, I'm not too apt to be shade ball shifty shift. I mean, I'm going to be hauled off to prison. I, I think the strange thing about it is, is you're telling me that Joe Biden got 70 million votes, for it, it, which is the most out of any president or elect or whatever to to get. And they lost. They didn't take all of those seats that they were going to take in the Democratic uh, Senate. And then all these state houses, all these state senators and state house of representatives and all of these uh, states didn't do very well. So it's strange to me that this guy got this many votes and didn't, it just wasn't just a complete wash across the board. Across the board. It wasn't. I'm going to vote for Biden, but in the Senate, I'm going to vote for For Lindsey Graham. For Lindsey Graham. Who's complete opposite. Right. Which happened. He won, and it was supposed to be a tight, tight race right. in his, his his district. And, and if you and, and you would err on just going down the ballots voting, all Republican, whether you knew who the hell they were right. or what they were doing or what their, what their causes were or what they stood for, you would vote straight ballot. You wouldn't go, I'm Biden, but I'm loving Lindsey. Right. I'm uh, Trump, but I'm hating Stacey Abrams. I'm... So I don't. All I'm saying is that it just it seems super shade ball. But the biggest shade ball thing for me is we announce the swing states, and those are the states that all have problems. The craziest thing for me out of that entire night, where I pretty much turned the TV off, uh, was when I was watching Fox News, and the second the polls closed in Arizona, they called it for Biden. It was absolutely one of the most insane things that I've ever seen on TV ever. How about Florida? It's, Let's it's wait until Florida isn't even a state anymore. Let's wait until it falls in the ocean before we call Florida for Trump. And there was 90% of the vote or 88% of the vote in and he was so far ahead that there was mathematically impossible. Right. So I trust these teams. I trust that whatever happens happens. I, I'm very... I just want to make sure whatever happens is it's fair. Do I think, do I feel now it's sort of a situation, no matter who wins, is it shade ball? It's, I feel like it's tainted no matter what. I feel like the cause of the tainting 
was when the states decided we're going home. And then we come in with all these other votes. I, the other thing that shade ball that's the easiest thing in the world is why can't they be watermarked? Now, why can't they be all these mail-in ballots and everything have some form of identification? I mean, like a like a dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill. There's the right. I mean, you're going to go that. to all this trouble to spend all this money. So why isn't there a watermark with something that identifies you? And I do know this. I do believe the I do believe the numbers of all the votes that were coming in that are people that are dead. Uh, that's what I think is wrong with the mail-in ballot. I think that everything's wrong. It, it, if you get an absentee ballot, which I've done for years because I travel chronically, you in some states, I think you have to have a notary or a witness, and there's a lot that comes down to prove that you can have that absentee ballot. But now these mail-in ballots, I mean, there's so few people that can't go vote. Most people can go to grocery stores. Most people can walk down the street. Most people can walk across the street. Most people can go to a doctor or a dentist or something like that. They can get out. They can do it. They have identifications. They've got bank accounts. They've got, you know, to go to a hotel or go to a motel or go to a, drive a car. You've got a driver's license. So most people get out. Mm-hmm. So the idea that most people can't vote makes no sense. And for the people who can't get out, you get an absentee ballot to still prove who you are, to still prove where you live, and then you cast your vote. But this whole charade of, I mean, who didn't go out? Who couldn't go out? Mm-hmm. I've just uh, refreshed my uh, internet here, and it just says that the AP, NBC News, and Fox News just project Biden as the winner and cl- proclaimed him the president-elect. So they gave Arizona... Nevada and Pennsylvania, all to him. I think it might be fought in the courts for a little bit, but he's going to be the president. Well, that's not really shocking, but then when we get down to he's going to be president, let's think about this. This isn't a stuttering problem. And people go, well, he's a stutterer. I've been around stutterers. I dated a stutterer. I know singers that are stutterers. No one says things like, I will win against George. George Bush? <laughs> Is that who you're thinking of? That's not a stutter. It would be, I will w- w- win again. But get, right. get, get, it was, right. It's that. This, this is dementia. But I think everyone that voted for him knows that. That's the thing that freaks me out the most, is that you're voting for a person his age who has proven 50 to 100 gaffes of proof positive that there's something going on that has to do with dementia. But no one cares. So when I ask my friends that, do you not care that he has this dementia thing going on? And the few that I've asked that would actually talk to me about it have said no. So I'm like, okay. So your president is Kamala? Is that your president? Who? They, their who answer even? is, it, I, my vote is against Trump. My vote is not for Biden. And those people I want to murder. And some of, a few of them are my besties. And I just have to go. Because I can say to them, they'll say, well, why are you voting for Trump? Blah, 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 blah. Why are you voting for Biden? Because I don't want to vote for Trump. If Biden wins, I think that people will just have to see what happens down the road with I know what I think is going to happen. And which is? Which is 
he will be paraded out to say something, you know, in a teleprompter, and he's not running the country. And then that worries me because it's Kamala and Bernie and AOC and... Uh, you know, the thing that my big worry is socialism. That's my big worry. I haven't seen anything to contradict that or counter that. What about the list AOC's putting together? Oh, yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Th- what, okay, exactly what did that say? Do you have it? I'll find it. This yeah. was, she is so weirdly threatening. You know how Biden says, if I'm the president, I'm the country's president? Well, you sure got a lot of people underneath you who are only one-sided, and AOC is one of them. So AOC put this out yesterday. Is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. And then she went on on one of her rants and raves. I answered her with this because talk about Big Brother and Nazis, and she's not kidding. She wants a list of people to bring to their knees because they were for Trump. She's so stupid that she thinks now everyone's going to deny, like, I know, I wasn't for Trump. I really didn't want to vote for Trump. I wasn't really a conservative. Talk about the most elitist weirdest, communistic, whatever. So anyway, I just answered her and I said, please put my name at the top of that list. There'll be no text deleted, no tweets erased or denial. Your rhetoric reflects your inability to experience differences without threats or invalidation. Pretended racism is your armor, but the sling of truth and understanding is more mighty. And the reason I put that out there is because... I am a big proponent that you do not have to hate people, belittle people, tear people down who have different opinions and different ideas than you have. But I do feel it's fair to say, AOC, you're a straight-up socialist and probably a straight-up communist. I don't agree with your, with your philosophy of government. You are anti-republic. So I don't agree with you. I don't follow you. But to throw in these weird... I don't like it from either side. I don't like it for... Just say your thing and agree or disagree. But you're fat. You're ugly. You're stupid. You're irrelevant. You're too skinny. You have anorexia. You're... uh, You know, I don't even... Because then it reflects on, okay, are these... We are the voters. Do we just want to look as stupid as possible? to other people? Do we want to look as, I guess the word is just stupid as possible. Do you, do you, let's say one of your ears is bigger than the other, which it isn't. And do I say, you stupid, lop-eared, <laughs> one-sided, eared Republican, you need a dick up your ass so that you can, you know, think straight. I, I think uh, a member of Congress putting together a list of her political enemies is not the best look. No, well, you're saying it in a nice going. way. You're saying it very diplomatically, Corgi. <laughs> I'm saying I just, I, I that think this that, girl is dangerous. Oh, and the people who like the way this girl thinks and that where she's headed and wh- how she became this. How did she even, where did she come from? How did she become you this? You don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Where did she, she was a bartender. That's all anybody knows. Okay, so I'm. my question is. What did How she did do? she become this powerhouse? Well, she can be a powerhouse just by the nature of her ability to lead someone somewhere. You know, it's like I always say: you, if you decide to follow me, 
it would be wise to know at least what you're following, but not everybody's wise, and some people are sheep. But if she's communicating to the population of, let's say, people from 18 to 23, my fear is that this age range, they haven't experienced enough life to know what it would be like to have, let's say, and I'm not saying all of them, God forbid, but I'm saying many people who are 18 don't even drive. Many people don't have a driver's license. Many people have never owned anything Mm -hmm. or paid a payment on anything or paid rent or had a house payment or had to take care of kids or support a family. Or So when you're sitting there voting, what are you voting for? I agree that we need to work on our environment. I've had an environmental program for 35 years called Cry Out, and it was, I think it was called 50 Things That You Can Do to Help the Environment. It had basically every single step on it that people are still still saying. Only this was from 35 years ago until I think we... We abandoned this project a year ago or two years ago. We'd gotten millions of booklets for free out to schools, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, churches, whatever. We got them out. Please follow these guidelines. It'll make a better for a better environment. You know, we're still talking about plastics. How long have we been talking about electric cars? Forever. We were driving electric cars when we did Cheers almost 30 years ago. We were driving them on the lot of Paramount, and we all ordered them. And that was the group of electric cars that got taken out to the desert and burned and destroyed. So these these concepts are not new. I agree with all the concepts. I try to live that that life of, you know, don't use single-use plastics. Don't use, you know, there's just so many things that there's many rules and regulations and many guidelines that you could follow that we could make a better Environment. We could all plant trees. Honestly, that's the way you cool down the planet. You plant trillions of trees. And I think President Trump signed a document that for the trillion tree planting thing, and that sounds crazy, but trees can actually cool the planet down so we could all participate in that. But that's so, but if you look at the Green New Deal, it's just bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's insanely expensive. When you have this side saying, we want to spend a hundred trillion dollars, but we're not going to tax you if you don't. If you make under four hundred thousand, how do you? No one can get a hundred trillion. Where are we getting a hundred trillion dollars? Maybe the same place we're getting all these voters that make the state have more voters than population of the state. Am I being? Caddy? No, I, I and you did. You are correct about Trump signing the uh, one trillion trees executive order. So everybody's I, I just, got their cause, isn't that right? You yeah. Know, when you when somebody takes, you can't be the you can't be the person who's going to lead everybody in every sphere of the world. Do you know? It's like as a private citizen, about every cause I hear about, every charity uh, charity I hear about is beneficial to people. Let's say I have a million dollars sitting in the bank and I want to give to St. Jude's Hospital and I want to give to Feed the Children and I want to give to this literacy program and I want to give to my church and I want to give to uh, Ronald McDonald House and I want to give, I, I could name all of these different kinds of charities, you know, the ocean charities, I'm big on that, PETA, I can name all these charities. I can take my million dollars 
you know, and I can give them each like $10,000. If I look at the government and I think, okay, now we're going to get $100 trillion to do these things we want to do. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. So I've got my checklist over here of what feels most important for the greatest good for this country. One was economy. One was jobs. One was Second Amendment. One was freedom of speech, freedom of religion. The people that I've asked who are my friends who are Democrats, we're probably down to like 12 now because they hate me or something. I don't know. But the ones that... (laughs) When I ask them, "Why are you vote? You're voting for Biden. You're voting for the Democratic Party. What do you want? What are your five things that you want to see happen?" Number one, Trump out of office. Number one, that. Number two, that I never hear, and it makes no sense because these a lot of guys that I know are business people that probably bring home 150 grand a year. They never say, "I'm voting for Biden for the economy or jobs." I've never heard that uttered out of their mouth. They'll say the environment, and I'll go, good. So what are you doing personally to change the environment? What groups do you belong to? Who do you donate to? Well, no one, really. Okay, good. Well, okay, so everybody's got their own niche, I guess you could say. But if somebody, if if I had someone say to me, I guess here's how I boil it down. Let's say something like jobs, benefit, of the people. So that's the greatest good for the greatest number that people have jobs and make money and they can help others. Okay, let's have another issue which maybe involves 0.006% of the country. I'm going to give an example. Like, let's have trans bathrooms. Why? I'm not against trans, but why would we have this be the issue at hand when we have so many other issues at hand? So I feel like I don't know who that benefits except 0.001. And even trans people that I know don't care if they have a trans bathroom. They just want to go to the damn bathroom. (laughs) So these people that pop up with these issues and they make them, they're all over the news. It's the biggest news of the world and the biggest news of the day. And then you have something like you have this peace agreement that Trump headed up in the in the Middle East. Wouldn't that take precedence over that? Wouldn't even the precedence be taken with the accusations of Biden being in cahoots with Ukraine and Russia and China through money filtering, I'm not going to call it laundering, filtering through his son to him. Wouldn't that be big news? It would be big news. And I'm not saying everybody that has didn't vote for Trump is crazy. I would just love someone to, to run down 10 th- reasons or five reasons why they voted for Biden, not headed up. It's a vote against Trump. Because that's not looking at the rest of the population, the greatest good for the greatest number of the population. I don't know what's going to happen with the economy. If Biden wins... I don't know what'll happen. I know what happened for the eight years before that when he was the vice president. I don't see any outstanding feats that he's created in the 47 years of of being in office. I even feel like when he was the vice president of of Obama, that Obama was sort of an eye roller about him and like, oh, there's crazy Joe, you know? So who will be running the government? It's not going to be crazy Joe. The president, that's not who's going to be running it. Is it going to be Obama with... What if Hillary comes back? Well, there's going to be... <laughs> there's, it's going to be a group run somehow. Yeah. And it is not going to be... Kamala. I'm sorry to say about Biden, he's not a great mind anymore. And I'm not so sure he ever was. 
And was he a great vice president? I don't, don't sort of vice presidents don't really do much. We don't pay too much attention to them. And if they're actually doing something, they will hear about what they did. But it's sort of like, you know, weirdly, I'm not trying to diminish it, but it's sort of like when you have a personal assistant and then you throw a party. The personal assistant, it's not going to be all the accolades. If it was great, go over to the personal assistant. Maybe the personal assistant did 90% of the work. It goes to the person who threw the party. So all the accolades go to Obama because if they're going to Biden instead of Obama, Obama's going to be like, yeah, you know. Chill out, Joe. Get out of my lane. But I do feel like with so many things that that Biden, I call him O'Biden, which I don't think is too far off. Uh, I do feel like there was so many times when Obama was president that he would sort of side-eye Joe like, oh, oh, oh crazy Joe, all righty, yeah. just said something, whack doodle. Yeah. It's even like when he announced him, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, Here he Joe is. Biden. <laughs> It's like Johnny Carson, but Johnny never comes out, and then he comes out, and is that stuttering? I mean, and and people go, well, you're just disgruntled. Well, yes, I'm disgruntled. Nobody likes to lose, and I don't know that we've lost yet, but nobody likes to lose. And I also say to people who tell me, well, oh, I mean, God, get over it. It's been three days. Just I go like... Me? You get over it. It's been four years. They, and you and your little party have have done everything in their power to destroy Trump and to destroy his motion forward and to accuse him of Russian collusion. You're still accusing him of Russian collusion. And how many how many millions and millions of dollars went into investigating all that? And you're still you still say, look, I know they didn't show it in those, but he did. But he did. Well, that's how this election's gonna be. I know we don't have the proof, or maybe we don't have the proof that that the Democrats cheated, but I know they did. But they want you to accept it. It's been three days. Accept the election. It's jo- like, Joe- yes, your wife died. You've had 30 minutes. Get over it. My wife died 20 years ago, and I still bawl my head off every day, and I, you know, and I go to her gravesite every other day, and then I, and I accuse everybody in my family of being responsible for killing her because they were assholes. But you, you get over it. It makes no sense. It, there's no mercy, no tolerance. There's, it, it's the most intolerant. I'll tell you who made sense to me. I can't remember her name because I didn't vote for her and I don't know who she is, really. The person that came up with the blonde hair that said, do not ever in the future utter the word socialist or socialistic. She was talking about, I believe, losing seats in the House mm-hmm. because of AOC, Bernie, and all of these followers that like to talk about socialism. And even if you say, we don't want to, they go, you already got a socialism, dude. You already live in a socialist country, which makes no sense. I guess Twitter makes no sense, really. Most I, don't <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, I get it. Mostly Twitter makes no sense. Yeah, they're now they're showing uh, everybody. Of course, I think that something needs to change. The media, the the mainstream media, needs just a a complete overhaul. They need to have something different because it's just like right now. There's we're in the middle of a pandemic, and all they're showing is all these people not wearing masks, dancing in the streets of Washington D.C. in front of the White House. Well, I told you that the. Pandemic was going to be over the day after the election. Yeah. Well, we're three days. It's close. I know. I was close. I'm not totally (laughs) accurate, but I I am close. Looks like it's over. They're they're dancing. They're they're the media's dancing too. So, right. But I would say that to the people who 
Do uh, you know what it, I think in a good way what it's done for me is I feel like I've been sort of a lazy American and just thought it was enough to go vote or donate some money. or But I feel like a lazy American. I feel like I'm going to take my lead from these Cubans and these Latinos in Florida and who've lived in Argentina and who've lived in Cuba and lived in socialist places. And I'm going to try and link up. Now I know I'm just an older white Irish descendant, but I am a good dancer and I am, I can get on board with the, if I don't speak, I, I can dance salsa and I can dance some Cuban dances. <laughs> so I'm just going to lay back because I really think that the earth, you know, the earth right now needs to be inherited and run by vitality, youth, intelligence, this old guard. I'm going to put myself in that, in that realm. This old guard should be stepping aside other than... And when I say old guard, I mean, once you're in your 80s or your late 70s, I think, you know what, you need to step aside and you need to have these young guys come in who have the energy and the vitality to pull this off. I mean, kudos, hats off to Trump. I don't know how the hell he does it. I don't either. I don't know. And then you have these idiots again on Twitter, like, well, he's on drugs, he's on cocaine, he's on Adderall. Really, the only person on Adderall is probably you-know-who that may be our next president. And Trump never did any drugs or did any alcohol, but I don't need to keep defending Trump. My thing is that I just want to see... I want to go someplace, and I want to help people. And I want to help strengthen their... You know, there will be an election in 2024. So uh, between now and then, I want to find some people that I really trust, I'm really behind, and help them, and help them get into these positions where they actually could run something. I agree. I think it's not a bad idea to go into the sector who has lived under socialism and has seen, you know, a friend of mine lives on the border of Venezuela and Colombia, and I get reports for him daily and I was, especially for the first year or so of what was happening with the just floods of people coming over the border uh, into Cucuta, Colombia, to get food or a job or anything. And that was one of the greatest countries in the world, um, Venezuela, with the resources of oil and gas, uh, just magnitudes of resources. And you saw what happened in a very short period of time, period. So I, I am worried about that. That's my biggest concern. Everybody's now saying that Joe won, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Trump keeps fighting it and if he does keep fighting it and uh, how it's going to go. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but let me just ask you this. What has Biden said he is going to do? Or I haven't. I, I honestly couldn't tell you one thing. That he's I've listened uh, Because I've listened to every speech that I could get a hold of on TV when he's speaking, and I still don't know what he says he's going to do. I know what he says he's not going to do, but I don't know what he's going to do. That's a good question. So I guess we find out now, right? Yeah, we get to see. See, I want to live in a country where, and I've got to bring myself around to some point with this. I don't want to be that person that the Democrats have been for the last four years. I don't want to be the person that is yelling, you're not my president, you're not my president, you're this, you're that, you're Cheeto, you're orange, you're this, and and fighting because I feel like I want to be part of a group that is helping to achieve the goals of the group. 
So I don't want to waste my time. And even if I am sad or upset, it's more of an upset. If if he really, if Trump really isn't the president, it's an upset and it's a worry for what will happen to the country. If Biden had lost or has lost and Trump is continuing, then I feel like the Democrats will feel the way I feel right now. So I understand the feeling. And I also don't think it's a way to live your life to try everything in the world to stop him. If, unless you disagree, you know, I guess we have the Senate, right? Well, I mean, that's still up for grabs, too. They're trying to steal that, too. <laughs> what are they? Wait, I thought the It's Senate- still 48 to 48. I, they, they haven't decided three or four of them so far, so it's still up for grabs, too. It's not. Okay, that's it's bullshit. Close. But that's it's bullshit. Close. They don't have the votes. They can't. Ha- they don't have the votes in for the Senate. Okay, I just, I, I, this is what I hope. And I would hope this if I was a Democrat, too. I would hope they do everything in their power to make sure this was a fair and just election. I don't know how long that will take to decide that, but that's what I hope happens. Whether Trump loses or Biden loses isn't as big of an issue because I want to trust our system and I don't trust it right now. I don't either. And that's that's the worst thing that's come out of this entire election is there's huge questions uh, about our electoral process, which that's not good. And if you have 70 million people or 68 67 million people, however many, voted for Trump questioning the process. Right, and they're questioning the process because we're not assured of the safety measures that were taken or the, you know, it was all rushed. It was all under the guise of COVID that people cannot leave their houses and vote, which is 100% bullshit. I would venture a guess and say that 99.9% of every American in the United States who's able-bodied has left their house during the last seven months. Mm -hmm. So, they can leave their house and go vote. I agree. The, the, the other thing I think that uh, maybe the Trump team failed on this is they've had since, you know, whenever the pandemic came, February or March, March. to prepare for this. And were they? I don't know. I guess. No. But they also, and they also needed to have more compassion. Trump needed to have more compassion. You know, I look at it this way. Because here's my honest to God feeling. I feel like the pandemic is real and it was created. I feel like it was, whether it was created intentionally to be released or whether it was accidentally released, I don't really care. I just feel like it was humanly manufactured. So I feel that the, and I do feel like Trump wanted this to investigate China to really get to the bottom of how, why, when, where was this unleashed. We didn't get the cooperation of the Democratic side because it was working for them. If Trump had this record of the economy, the jobs, um, the, you know, the Second Amendment, whatever, freedom of religion, what, if he had all this going for him, what do you milk so that people will listen to you when they're not listening to him. And I feel if he had, this is the one area, it wouldn't have changed the pandemic, I can tell you that. But what it would have changed was the viewpoint of empathy. Mm -hmm. But honestly, the other parties running on straight up terror, sympathy, empathy. And I would have just liked to see Team Trump more empathetic, vocally empathetic, and 
come up with some ideas that let people know that there was empathy there for that. So that's that's my correction there. But I saw the other team. It's like right now they're in the streets face to face without their mask. It w- it's been what seventy two hours since they must wear masks everywhere and every. Every Republican who was without a mask is being crucified, and these people won't get. You know, they didn't get ma- They didn't get. They couldn't get the pandemic if they were uh, protesting or raiding and looting, and they can't get it if they're dancing and happy. They can't get it. So the I do believe that disease is real. I do too. I just believe that it became the tool. It's the only thing I can tell you that Biden said he would do was he would end the pandemic, which is a lie. If it's a real pandemic, that is a lie, that he will end this. How is he going to end it? Well, if his decision is to close down the country, you will, it will never close down. No one will close this country down. No, I hope not. They won't. It doesn't matter what the hell anybody says. <laughs> it won't. Do you really think Americans will comply with a complete shutdown because they got their freaking $500 check that is supposed to last them. How long? What, you, you get, what were the incentive checks? Or were they called? Like 1500 bucks a family or something like that. Okay, so here's a stimulus check for most families, which was what, $1,500? Yes. Well, that's going to get you a, a long way, isn't it? So no one, I just, I'm just saying that because you will not be able to close this country down again. And this wasn't a complete shutdown, complete quarantine. It was, a, let's say, a partial shutdown. Okay, so if if Biden decides to do a complete shutdown, no one will pay attention. I mean, what do you do when your people don't pay attention? I'm not saying we're going to be looting and rioting and destroying, but look at the look at all those people that were looting, rioting, and destroying, and they've got people on every corner saying, "Stop looting, rioting, and destroying." It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I agree. It's crazy. I, we live in. Uh, we've lived in the last two year and a half have just been weird and just escalated and escalated. So I don't know. I'm anxious to see what uh, is going to come of it. What happens to this investigation? It doesn't matter. They're right? all gone. Everything's gone. The, the, everything. I mean, Hunter's laptop's gone. The FBI corruption. What do you mean Hunter's gone. laptop's gone? Oh, you'll, have you? Where is he? Have you heard anything about him? No, but you never will. That's it. You'll never, ever hear anything about him ever again. Uh, who would have a laptop now? Don't know. Biden, his dad. Don't they make copies? <laughs> yeah, but what, what can you do about it? They're not going to do anything about it. Oh, my golly. This is the, I guess, you know, this is the stuff that worries me more than anything. Yeah, I mean, big tech won. Right. Twitter, uh, they should be gone from based on just the suppression that they were suppressing every single one of Trump's tweets. Every single one of Trump's tweets that came out, you had to click on a, this is false information. Right. Here and and the other people, it. the other people they banned and they're, it's everything. Trying, yeah, it's everything. That's the world we live in now. Okay. So on a better note, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> here's a, okay. Here's a better note. I guess the better note comes back around to what will we do between now and 2024 to correct this? Because I think one of the problems is we get the information, we're told the information, and then nothing is done with the information. Like Hillary with her emails. We prove the emails. We prove the thing. We prove that she dumped and deleted all these emails. But we can't live in a we don't give a fuck 
society. When we stop caring if something is true or just or unjust, then we're screwed. So I don't understand how we can proceed with certainty or trust that this was a fair election. I don't either. And I think the machine's too big at this point. It's been so big for a while and Trump exposed that machine uh, and the unjustness of that machine. And he had a lot of people that agreed with him. And now what's going to happen? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I don't know. I guess that's what we say. Do they keep digging? Do they keep... What we haven't proven is that Joe Biden... It's not proven that Joe Biden was not taking money from foreign enemy countries when he was a sitting vice president. Correct. Okay, so we haven't proven that that's not true. Correct. So do those investigations keep going or do we drop it? <laughs> those are gone. Like Hillary. Those do are we, gone. You know, Hillary doesn't win the presidency, but she has all this evidence of these emails and things and, the, you know, deleting them and, you know, out security, the whole deal. But now Trump is president... And those just disappear. Nobody's, there's no punishment. There's no. There's, there's nothing. Nothing ever happens. I, my cousin and I always talk about that. No matter how much the evidence racks up against them, nothing ever happens. It, it never will, I don't think. And that's just sad that nothing will ever happen to these people. And they'll continue to do things illegal and continue to take money. You know, and there's some Republicans I think are just as bad. I mean, there's just as bad that have been sold out also. So right. these people continue to do it because there's no repercussions for them. But if we if we sit in that reality, we live in apathy. I, <laughs> we li- I don't want to live in apathy. <laughs> I think that's where we're at. <laughs> I know, but you know, you go up and down the scale. You're like, oh my God, no, 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 I'm fighting, I'm fighting. No, no, no. Oh yes, I'm sad. Now I'm in apathy. We can never sit in apathy because we... There are ways to. I'm not saying it doesn't. It's not scary and dangerous when you have high tech who can invade anything, basically any information on the planet, and alter it. And they can probably do it <laughs> clandestinely. You know, they the, the and then they can even what Twitter and Facebook and these things are doing to control it. And the media, you know, the big media, they don't know any fucking thing more than you or I know. All they have is the platform to blast it. So I think what would be interesting to watch and see if it happens is these smaller platforms that, uh, you know, I, I know more of the ones that are on the side of, you know, conservatism, but I'm sure there's platforms that are that are also um, liberal to actually see if they could rise up and deliver true information. It's so it's never been harder, in my opinion, to get true information than right now. Ever. And especially if you're a Trump supporter, everybody, they just, you cannot find what's true. You just can't. You can't find it anywhere in the mainstream media. Well, I don't think you can, even if you're a Democrat, you know, if you're a Biden supporter, you're not getting true information. You're not getting true data. No. You're getting rumored, unfactual. It's like when the the New York Post put the the Biden and stuff like that. The big medias surround the guy, even the Post, and they surround them and say, it's all lies. So that's the new reality. It has to be all lies. So I, I have to rethink... Where I'm getting my information and what information is important to get. Because it's it's like if you were listening in on every conversation, on every, you know, 
like these big companies do. They're basically using technology that listens in to say if there's a it picks it up out of the the stratosphere. It's if we're if a thousand women are talking about Hormel chili on your computer is going to pop up Hormel chili. They pick up your demographic, they pick it up. So if you're listening to it, what you're really listening to because you're a human and not a computer, you're listening to mass chaos. You're listening to massive information that is basically horrible, really, chaotic, Mm -hmm. you know, deaths, stabbings, shootings, uh, strangling. You're listening to mass merchants of chaos at their finest. It would make you go insane. That's the reason computers can do it is because they don't have emotions. They're just programmed to hear Hormel Chili or QVC or whatever, you know, F-150s. They're programmed to pull out of the universe who's talking about what. So we know that in governments, it's who's talking, they're pulling out who's talking about what so that you can step up and say, here's my platform. Because you've just now, you know, surveyed it of what millions of people are talking about because Big Brother is watching you and listening to you. I feel like for my sanity and for me to not go into apathy on the whole situation, I feel partly just turn off the damn electronics and see what's really going on around you, you know, and maybe just start with your family, your the kids' school, a community level, because you can get, you know, then you can get first-hand information. We're depending on third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-hand information to be fact, and right. it's not. So I feel like the way to pull myself and others out of apathy, if they're in apathy about this, is get out there, go do something real, and at some point... We have to differentiate between man and machines. You know, there's so many movies about this, (laughs) the machines taking over. But honestly, no one human, no human being could listen to this chaos and not go insane. But if, if I'm looking, if I'm listening to Fox and CNN and all these news channels and Facebook and Twitter and, and, you know, safari, and I'm pulling up all this information, I will go insane. That's what I think is happening right now. We're crazy. And we need to dial it back because how much of what you've read on Twitter, Facebook, or seen on the news has really affected your life when you really get down to it? Well, probably not much. I mean, I, I don't think it has much of an impact on my life. I just, I, well, it's partly because I don't really believe it. <laughs> whatever I read on on the on Twitter or whatever, I don't I don't necessarily believe uh, a lot of that. I kind of take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Right. And if you just look at your, if I look at my life and I take all I, the same people are going to think I'm fat. They're going to think I'm over the hill. They're going to think I'm irrelevant. They're going to think I didn't even have a career. They're going to think whatever the fuck they want to think, that nothing was special about me. Because when you go insane, I think you drop down that tone scale like we're talking about to apathy. But when you go insane and on the way down to apathy, and when you're in hate, fear, loathing, and when you're in those tone levels, you're, that's what you're firing off, you know? So... That, honestly, when you look at it, just makes for very sad people who have to take a lot of drugs to become unsad. 
and I'll have to drink a lot to become unsad. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do from this is I'm gonna really start with myself, then my family, and I'm gonna start. You know pressing outward like I do, but I am going to include a lot more civic things and a lot more uh, involvement in the politics that uh, I could do something about. I can do something about some local politics in places. I could help out. Like I said, I I mentioned Cubans. Well, like right on. People who've lived under the oppression of communism and um, socialism, right on. I'm there. I'm going to help you because that's not me. And I can help you. And it's real to me that this is a republic. You've come here to experience freedom and I can help you and I can help your community. So that's how I'm going to rise out of this. You know, I think for all of us, whether we voted... For Trump or Biden, whether we are conservative or liberals, I think something that we have to keep our eye on, who's really running the country? Who's calling the shots for real? And are we going to live in this universe where computers are overriding our morals or our standards? Because computers don't have life in them. They just do what we program them to do. So I I feel like the thing we need to really watch and get some control over is big tech and AI. That's perfect. I think that the big tech is taking over the whole world. And I think they're, I mean, nobody in this world could be happier that Joe Biden won than Google and Twitter. Right. That's exactly right. And that's exactly what I'm saying, because it's not that individual that's going to take us down. It's It has to be something much bigger that's controlling, you know, and dominating, dominating the the sphere. Of, also, you know, when you see this COVID happens and all these little businesses around here, you know, I've been in Kansas and Wichita and I've been in Florida and I've been in Georgia and I've been in these places and these little businesses are crushed. And they're getting more and more crushed. So you just order everything online. You don't have to interact with a human being. You don't have to walk in a store. And the excuse is COVID. But do you want to live in that world where you don't interact with human beings and you don't walk in a store and you don't get a a hamburger down the street or you don't go into a bodega or or a clothes store or a boat, you know, some kind of boutique place or a furniture store? You lose your community. And when your community becomes a silver screen sitting in front of you, then you become more and more robotic, just like the screen you're sitting in front of because you're not really interacting with anybody. I think COVID has proven that lack of interaction with other humans is really bad for humans because of the, you can see the crime rate and you can see the suicide rate and we need human interaction because we are humans. So I feel like the monster that could rise up is not the person standing in front of you telling you you're fatty, fatty, two by four. <laughs> but the monster is the means of how someone can tell you that. That's exactly right. All right. So I guess that's it. Another successful podcast. Well, I don't know if it's successful, but we talked about what we wanted to talk about. There was a lot to talk about. And I don't love talking about politics. 
But I love figuring out new ways to rise above whatever it is that's upsetting you and rise above and have a happier life for you and your family and people around you and your community. So for me, I've talked myself into rising again. So here I am. I'm risen. If you want my help, let me know. (laughs) That'll do it, folks. That wraps up episode four. Please remember to follow Kirsty on Twitter at Kirsty Alley. If you listen to us on Anchor, please leave us a message like this one. Kirsty, Corgi! Sorry, Corey. I think it's really sticking though. Thank you guys so much for your podcast. It's fantastic. Thanks, Kirsty, for being bold and recognizing your platform and freeing the world basically from the tyranny that's knocking on our door. I'm just 53. So, like, you help me realize it's time for my smartest working years. You rock. You are all that, girl. Keep going. Love you. Thank you for that message, and thank you to the thousands of people that are liking, that are sharing, and are rating this podcast. Until next time, we'll see you.